Welcome to PIWC Worcester's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit illuminate your hearts. And so that is what we are focusing on this whole month. Redeemed. Redeemed. Even as we get our hearts and minds prepared for Easter convention that is just around the corner. It's important for every believer who confesses Christ as Lord to know his or her identity. Who am I? What do I stand for? Which place do I find my footing and foundation? Because if that is not assured and you don't have a resolve in that, the whole Christian journey is just a hoax. Suspect. Because guess what? The Bible says the enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. He always would come and find ways to poke holes in what you claim you are. And those who know who they are in the Lord are immovable. They are immovable. Colossians chapter 1. Just so that we get a better context, we want to read from verse 9 all the way to 14. For this reason, reading from the New King James Version, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all or in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I've always said here that the gateway between knowledge and wisdom is understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to the glorious power for all patience and longsuffering, with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us. If you have your own Bible, you might want to just underline that phrase. Because all that we're going to be talking about today is centered on here. Verses 12 to 14. We're giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Why? Because He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, in whom we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Oh, can I get a big amen to that? Hallelujah. The NIV puts the last chapter, or the last verse, forgive me, this way. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and has brought us into the kingdom of his son he loves. Or the son he loves. In whom we have redemption. The forgiveness of sin. Oh hallelujah. In whom you and I have what? Redemption. And the forgiveness of sin. Somebody lift your hands up and say I am redeemed. I've been rescued and I am restored. Say it with a meaning. Say it with a meaning. I am redeemed. I am rescued. And I am restored in Jesus' mighty name. And that is the theme for our word this morning. What is redemption? And last Friday we had the privilege to hear what God wanted to tell the church. By the way, let me digress a little bit. If you didn't show up on Friday, have a conviction of heart. Yeah. We had a whole area head come here to bless us, and we could barely count 40 people. Ask yourself, where were you? Not that his personality matters, so to speak. But your blessing matters. 
can be a Sunday church goer church. Time is it now? 11.50. In an hour and change will be done. And if that's all your experience and fellowship with the brethren and saints for the whole week is, you should know that you are just short. Let's come to pray. Let's come to have a relationship and encounter and experience with our Lord. Don't stay home and say, I'm watching it virtually. We fellowship in church. We don't watch church. I pray that moving forward we will have this desire. It shouldn't be the time where we cajole and pass the house to stand here and sometimes it sounds, sounds like I'm rebuking. No, but that's my job. Because God is going to ask me whether you believe it or not. God is going to ask me. Your job is to bring these people to my presence. To wait in front of me, to pray, to seek my face. How come 40 people show up? Where are the rest of them? And I'm like, hey, Lord, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I beseech you in this also. Let us desire to gather as brethren to pray and seek the face of the Lord. Some of you, that is the avenue to so many of your issues. So many of them. Apostle Paul, by virtue of this chapter and verse, is trying to teach us something. And you realize that he's not talking to those that are in the world, but he's talking to those who are in Christ. And he uses this word called redemption. Redemption. And he says that for us, God through his Son has rescued us from a place of dominion, but that power that existed in that domain is darkness. That power caused us to do things in the dark. That power controlled us to do things that are exemplary to dark. That power had shackles on us. That though we sometimes yearn to do or see light, we were kept in darkness. He says, by the power in the death of the cross, God through his son Jesus rescued us from the dominion, the stronghold, the power of darkness. And he translated us. Other verses says, brought us. In other words, he relocated us to another place. And that place is light. Oh, hallelujah. And therefore, he is trying to tell us that if you are in Christ, you should have this mindset. That I no longer am in the dark, or I no longer walk and operate and act and think and execute as I used to be in the dark. Why? You have been rescued and translated to a new place. To a new place. Let me paint a picture for you. Now in this country we have a day where our brothers and sisters who are of the African heritage celebrate. And that's the day, Juneteenth, right? Where there was a proclamation that all who were hitherto enslaved are free. Because the president has signed it. Slavery is no more. However, in certain states in this country, some of our brothers and sisters had no idea that they were no longer slaves. And so though a proclamation has been made and signed, Congress approved it, President signed it on his desk, some of our brothers and sisters were still living, acting, behaving as though they were what? Slaves. Why? They did not know. They had no clue. And their slave masters kept them that way. 
Because if they were to go and tell them, oh, the president has passed that law and you are free, they lose. So they stayed as slaves. Though they were free. It's just like the enemy taking you from one slave market to the other. And then he just lists your rap sheet. This guy is a murderer. This guy is a womanizer. You put your oath there. Put your oath there. Go back a little bit. Who you were? This guy, oh, geez, he's a gossiper. This guy, oh, he chases a people's wife. And then the, the longer your rap sheet was, the more expensive you are. That's what it was. So the enemy will take you from slave market from Worcester to Shrewsbury to Holden to New York to Bronx to, you mentioned it, because he's looking for the highest bidder. And whichever slave master buys you adds more task onto yours. So your rough sheet even gets more bigger. Because we lived in the dark. Still enslaved. Still enslaved. And then one day, oh, I said, and one day, uh, somebody, you don't remember that day, but I remind you, one day, uh, somebody walks into the slave market and says, how much is he cost? What is the worth of this person with this long rap sheet? And they said, you know what? This guy is so expensive that his wages is death. The only thing that can really buy this person or pay off this person or buy back this person, it's not even a good thing. It's death. Because the rap sheet is so bad beyond redemption. And then that person says, that's okay. If I can pay monetary, if I can pay cash, so to speak, if I can sell all my stocks to buy him, and his worth is death, I am willing to die so that he or she may be saved. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. That's you. But the beauty about the word redemption is, it is taking back what belongs to you. Oh, hello. Taking back what once belonged to you. And scripture says that we belonged to the Lord. He created us in his own image. He gave us authority and power and dominion to rule all his created universe. But we yielded to a second voice. And so if God through Christ was redeeming us, he wasn't taking anything that did not belong to him in the first place. He was taking you and I who belonged to him from the beginning. Except he had to pay the price. Except he had to pay the price. Even as you sit here and you have been saved... Your name is now a Christian, born again. Spirit of the Lord resides in you. Know that you are redeemed. And your redemption, though it's free, was not cheap. Somebody had to die so that you would live. That is the basic element, if you will, of redemption. So as we're talking about redeemed, rescued, and restored, Paul, through Colossians, is trying to tell us that when I heard that you also have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we never ceased to pray for you. We were overjoyed in our spirit because your past state was something that bothered us, if you will, if Paul, I would paraphrase Paul. But now, thanks be to God, who has what? Rescued us from the state which was darkness and translated us to a place of marvelous light. Ah, and not only that, but in Him 
We have what? Redemption. And the forgiveness of sins. My rap sheet is wiped clean. No, the enemy wants to bring it back every time. God says, I don't see anything. What has he done again? I don't see anything. Why? Somebody had already paid the price. Somebody had already paid the price. So what we're trying to do as a family this whole month is get back to the consciousness of who we are in Christ Jesus. If indeed I've been purchased with a price, then I don't live on my own. Why? Because I was bought with a price. If indeed I've been redeemed and rescued and restored, then my whole identity has changed. My thoughts have changed. My way of doing things must change. Because I'm not the old Calbedu anymore. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Praise the Lord. Sing one more time. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's you. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. One more time. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hey, let the redeemed of the Lord let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. When the enemy comes knocking on your door, making you feel that you don't belong, tell him, I am redeemed. I'm no longer on your slave sheet where you can now take me to the next market and try to bid on me, try to put another rough sheet on me. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Not only that, but he has translated me from where I used to be to a much better place. Much better place. Let's look at a few teaching moments here. Redemption. Where has he taken us from? We talked about the fact that he has delivered us from a place of darkness. Is he amazing? In Acts 26, when Paul was trying to kind of narrate his whole story about his ministry and as to how God called him and he gave him the ministry to the Gentiles and all that, he says something very profound here. I just want to read that quickly in line with the fact that we have been redeemed. He says, I will deliver you from the Jewish people, God talking to Saul, who became Paul, as well as from the Gentiles, whom I now send you. Verse 18 is Acts 26. To open their eyes in order to turn from where? Darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to who? God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. Oh, hallelujah. That's us. That our eyes will be open. So you realize that every time Paul writes, many times in his epistle, he talks that I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. So that you know that you have been redeemed. You have been translated from a place of darkness to a place of light. Number two, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Redeemed from the curse of the law. If there's a pronouncement that says that if this person does XYZ, this is his or her penalty. If there is a pronouncement, a curse is anyone that hangs on the tree. If there's a pronouncement that if I were to fornicate, I must be stoned to death. Uh, if there's a pronouncement that I need to sanctify myself, or else if I get to the holies of holies, I will be smoothed to death. Jesus says, uh-uh, in this dispensation, 
I have redeemed them from the curses of the law. From the curses of the law. So don't sit here and say in my family there is X, Y, Z. Nobody gets to 40 and live. Uh, in my family, if you're above 45 and you haven't given birth, it ain't happening. In my family, everybody goes to school, but they can't find any better job. And you begin to list, in my family, in my family, in my family. This morning, I'm here to tell you that that's not your heritage. Uh, uh, that link is severed. Because even if there was a curse, which indeed there was a curse, through Christ, you have been redeemed. I said, through Christ, you have what? You have been redeemed. Last two weeks, I was sharing my personal testimony. I thank God my mother is here. Where's mommy? I thank God my mom is in the house. And if you were to have a personal conversation where she would tell you in detail the testimony that I shared two weeks ago. But when it got to me, ah, Jesus says, uh-uh, it ends here. Amen. It ends here. Kalbedu must live. To declare the goodness of God. So I'm here to encourage somebody in this house. Don't live a mediocre life. Don't walk around as if all hell has broken loose on you. You don't belong in hell. That is darkness. You have been translated to what? Light. A kingdom that is full of light. And so even if there were a curse on us, the word of God this morning wants me to tell you that you are no longer under a curse. And the question is, why? Paul answers it. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. How did Christ become a curse for us? He's a righteous one. There's no element of sin or darkness in him. Why would he be called the accursed? Why? Because the law says, Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. Therefore, when Christ was lifted up and hung on a tree and took my place, he replaced me. Took all my curses so that all the blessings, verse 14, and the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ. That we will receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Look, there are plenty in store for you. Can I hear somebody shout a big amen? The Lord has plenty in store for you. What you need to do is change this mindset. Change this mindset. You walk around, go to people, and they tell you you were in this. I saw you last night out there. Uh, your family members are chasing you. Your mother is about to kill you. Bring X, Y, D, and we'll go here and do a special prayer for you. Tell that person you are a liar. Don't be under shouting amen because you still believe it. So Jesus will come and die and still curses will chase you when you have believed in him. Sis, bro, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The day he paid my price, whatever curse that was bestowed upon that family ceased. Right there. It has no option but to cease. The enemy sees me himself and he's shot. Wow, is that him? We almost got him. Yes, almost, almost, but you didn't. Don't let anybody cheat you with philosophies, with mindsets that are not of Christ, but of this world. We are no longer under a curse because Christ has become a curse for us. He hanged on that tree that I might live. Everybody looked at him and says, look at that guy. I thought he said he was a son of God. And he couldn't find any death to die. He could have died in his sleep. He could have had a heart attack and died. He could have ate poison and died. And so the disciples probably poisoned him. He could have just 
I don't know, trampled upon some rock in Jerusalem and rolled and broken his neck? Why did he have to die a death that is accursed? So that your curses will no longer follow you. Mm, you took my place and died for I was condemned to hell Hell My he took my place been delivered you've been translated and you are in the kingdom of light no longer curses on you as far as you walk now know that there is no curse that can stand you it has no linkage to you we've been redeemed from the slavery of sin and death number three slavery of sin and death. Jesus said, He who sins is a slave to it. The moment our fathers sinned, became slaves to the sin. Just like even in our world of slavery, once you are born into slavery, you are also slave. So our brothers and sisters who are of the African-American descent didn't want to be slaves, but by virtue of their great-great-great-great-mothers and fathers being slaves, they were born into slavery. The moment they didn't, yeah, slavery. They had no freedom to do anything. Not that they were dumb, didn't have gifts and talents, no, but they were in slavery. But God didn't endow them with wisdom and they can also be entrepreneurs and inventors and all that. But even because they were in slavery, whatever they invented belonged to the slave master. Slavery. You're forced to do what you don't want to do. Whether good or bad. The only wage spiritually here, according to Romans, is death. Because you go through slavery, nothing you can leave, nothing decent until you die. But we thank God. I said, we thank God. Through Son Jesus, He came and made the emancipation proclamation. It is finished. Finished. Whatever is there that keeps these people under bondage. That it can excel to do my bidding. It is finished. It ends today. And so on that day when he hung on the tree. Ha, cabros. I can't wait till Easter convention. I'm just psyched up. It is finished. But I don't. It's finished. And the amazing thing is whether the enemy likes it or not. See that's the thing right. He always wants to kind of rev himself a little bit and. But it's finished. What is missing though is you to believe that it is finished. To begin to walk and appropriate your life in accordance to the finished work of Jesus Christ. So Paul says, sin has no mastery over you. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Church, lift up your hands. Somebody lift up your hands. Close your eyes for a minute. You sit in here. You've accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. You are still struggling in some areas of your life. Close your eyes. This is all about me and you. 
You're struggling. It's sinful. You want to get out. But you can't. Lift your hands up. And we are declaring by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That in the name of Jesus. Somebody say it with passion. In the name of Jesus. Some of you are not saying it. In the name of Jesus. Sin has no dominion over me. I'll say it again. Sin has no dominion over me. I have been given power. I have been given authority. To override my sinful desires. In the name of Jesus. Because the work and price of sin. Has been paid on the cross. In Jesus name. So from this day forward. Oh from this day forward. One more time. From this day forward. I walk in boldness. I walk in power. I walk in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Because sin has no power over me. And shout a big amen. When you wake up in the morning, declare this. Because I can guarantee you when you live from church, he's going to come knocking on your door. So really, you forget about me? That girl is waiting for you. Have you forgotten? Redeemed us from the slavery of sin and death. Ephesians 2, 1. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Quickly, please. Post it on there for me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Grant us the power to overcome sin. Ah, to overcome sin. It has no mastery over us. In the name of Jesus. They shouldn't even mention it close to us. The word of God says, even the appearance, not even it's about the, the appearance of sin, should never come to your narrative. Not even close. Because you have been translated from that sinful state to a position of righteousness in Christ Jesus. That's where you should stay. Ephesians chapter 2. And you he made alive (laughs) who were dead in trespasses and sins. See? Not singular, but in which you once what walked according to the course of this world we once walked so if you are a believer and you are still walking this way the Lord wants me to tell you that it should be your history you once walked and according to the course of this world According to the prince of the power of the air, who is our slave master, and the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. Again, our history once conducted ourselves. Once conducted ourselves. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind, and why by nature... Children of what? Wrath. Just as others. But God. Oh, somebody say, but God. Put that verse 4 there for me boldly. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us. What does it say next? Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. Together with Christ. And he puts it in parenthesis. By grace. He has been saved. Oh by grace. You have been saved. You're no longer a slave. The wages of sin does not. Come to your mail. Uh, On Friday when you collect your paycheck. Or those of you that receive it electronically. And you go to check if you're. 40-hour pay is there. 
for you, it will not be a wage of sin. It will be a wage of blessing through the righteousness of Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because you have been translated to a different place altogether. Now, if he took us from that place, then let's wrap up. Where has he brought us? Where has he brought us? One, he brought us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And verse 13 says, Deliver us from powers of darkness, convey us to the kingdom of his son of his love, in whom we have redemption in his blood and the forgiveness of sin. What it means is my position has changed. Maybe when God grants us the opportunity one day, we'll talk about righteousness. Your positional righteousness is in Christ Jesus. As you walk, the enemy knows who you are, except you are just doubting who you are. You're doubting who you are, but he himself knows who you are. Jesus says, I see that guy coming, but he's got nothing on me. Nothing on me. What is our identity now that he has brought us to the kingdom of his marvelous life? First Peter 2 9. But you are a chosen generation. Listen to that again. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. And I like this one. God's own special people. Oh, 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 oh. Ah, I'm God's own special people. Hallelujah. Somebody just, just, just bless the name of the Lord. You are God's special person. Really? I'm God's special person. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Now you may proclaim the praises of him who did what? Called you out of what? Darkness into his marvelous light. Somebody say, that's me. Or say with conviction, that's me. That's me. So why are you walking like that? Why are you behaving like that? Why are you acting that kind of way? If this is you. That's what the Lord wants us to come to. And we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We have been redeemed. We have been rescued. We have been restored. We have a new name. Chosen generation. Young brothers and sisters in the house, this is your time. I know they kind of usually pack you guys here and sometimes all eyes on you. Don't worry about that. Know that this is your generation. A chosen generation. It's made you a royal priesthood. Holy nation. We're going to possess nations. This better be a holy nation. It's our special people. It's called us to proclaim his praise because he's called us from a place of darkness into a place of his light. Number two, not only has he called us into his marvelous kingdom, but he qualifies us to be partakers of his inheritance. He has qualified us to be partakers of his inheritance. Verse 12 of uh, the, the Colossians chapter 1 that we just read says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. In other words, we could not have had any part in this when we used to be in the dark. But when he took us away from darkness and now translates us into this kingdom of light, you and I have now access to be partakers of the inheritance of those that are in the light. That's you. There's nothing out in the world that belongs to you, but there's everything in the kingdom of God that is yours. That is yours. Take it. Enjoy it. And have nothing to do with what the world offers. We have gained access to be partakers of the inheritance of the kingdom of light. Ephesians 1, 3, here, if you want to write that down. Blesses God, our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessings in heavenly places, to the praise and the glory of His grace, by which He made us acceptable in the Beloved. Acceptable. You can walk straight to Him and say, Pops, I'm here. I'm here. When you couldn't go, because you were in the dark. But now the curtains are torn. 
what used to be a mystery called the Holy of Holies. You are now looking at it because you have been accepted to be part of the Beloved. This is who you are. This is where the Lord has brought us. Don't you forget that. Oh, hallelujah. Not only that, but that which labeled us, which is sin, is also forgiven. <laughs> that, that's the amazing part. The source of all our downfall, which the enemy would always want to point to, when he tempts and tries to point to that, Jesus says, yeah, but I've forgiven them. It's been forgiven. So he says, in him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. According to the riches of his grace. What shall we say to this then? Paul would ask, what is our faith response? If this is what the Lord has done for us, if this is who our new identity is, if we are no longer at enmity with Him, if we are no longer, no longer under a curse, uh, if our name as sinners has been changed to saints, what is our faith response? Just one. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Ephesians 5, 8, even as we wrap up. Ephesians chapter 5, reading from verse 8 to verse 14. Tell your neighbor, walk in the light. Tell him or her again, he didn't hear you, walk in the light. And why are we walking in the light? Because we are now in the kingdom of light. We used to be in the kingdom of darkness. For you were once darkness. See how he puts it. He didn't even say you were once living in darkness. He says you were once darkness. Our, our whole being was labeled darkness. But now you are light. So the same rendition. Now not that you are even living in light. But you are light. So Jesus will say you are the light of this world. It's not that you just belong to the kingdom of light, but your whole being exudes light. Why? Because you exude Christ. And now you are in light, in the Lord. Therefore walk as children of light. But the fruit of the Spirit is in all things goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now that you are in the light, darkness has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with you. It's wonderful. If you were to go to a place where there's darkness, your light shines. And it must overshadow the darkness. When campus and friends are confused and trying to do some stuff that you know ain't good, the moment they see you, their minds should change. But the light. Somebody calls you and he or she is in some gloomy state. The words that come out of your mouth should take all the gloomy state out. Because you are the light. Don't be that brother or sister that adds salt into injury. Because that's not who you are. You are the light. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful words of darkness, but rather expose them. Why? Because light exposes darkness. It is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light. For whatever makes manifest is light. And therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead. Christ will give you light. Be on your feet. Thank you, Jesus.
begin to meditate upon this word. I am redeemed. I've been rescued. I am restored. Brought back to where I belonged. The place that He had preordained for me. It's brought me back to that place. My past is gone. All things have become new. Because I am in the kingdom of His light. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh, my Father, for giving up your son. Pray up for it. And leave it. Your Thank you, Father. 
Even as we get ourselves to dine with you, we are praying, lifting every sick body, soul, and mind unto you. Praying that you will touch, restore, oh God, restore. Lift your mouth and begin to pray. Intercede. For us, for yourself, for your sister, for a member, we are praying for divine touch. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, we pray for a touch, oh God. We pray for a touch. May you restore, oh God, clarity of mind. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let it happen in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, 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 yes. By the power in the blood, by the power in the blood. May you bring restoration, oh God. One day we were lost. You died on the cross. We know it is the blood for hmm. Yes, Lord. You may be here and you may not know what we're talking about because you don't have a personal relationship with this Jesus. And henceforth, what we are even discussing seems a little bit bleak to you. Just want to assure you that many years ago, some of us few weeks and months ago, we were just the same in your soup, in your shoes, in your circumstance. So his love overwhelmed us. He drew us closer to himself. We didn't have to change before we came to his presence. We came filthy looking, messed up. But he opened his arms and embraced us. That is the love of this Jesus. You are here, you don't have that relationship. We just want to pray with you. That you would accept him as your Lord, as your Master, as your Savior. Surrender all to him. And your life will never be the same. You too will be translated from the power of darkness into His marvelous light. Where you belong, by the way. That's where you belong. That's where you belong. We just want to pray with you. Watching from home and listening to us, we extend the same to you. Come as you are. Come wherever you are. Come wherever you find yourself, even right now, watch it. Because He's ready to accept you. If you're ready to do that, we just want to pray with you. Just say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this redemption. I confess today that I am a sinner. And because of my sins, you came to die in my place. Accept me. Take me back as one of your own. That I also will be a partaker of the inheritance of the kingdom of the light. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray this sincerely, the Bible says that you too have been justified. Your name has been written in the book of life. And that which belongs to those that are in the kingdom of light belongs to you. Because you have been accepted into the beloved. One of our In Touch Ministries will reach out to you. There will be a telephone number if you're watching from home that gets you to somebody that would pray with you and also help you grow even in your faith. 
Now for those of us that are in the house, we just want to commit our hearts and minds to the Lord even as we get ourselves prepared. Father, search me as David will see. Find if there are any wicked ways in me and purge me. Ah, that I'll be able to come to your presence boldly to dine with you. Open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Masabo. Father, in the name of Jesus. We confess. We confess. We confess. First John chapter 1, reading from verse 6 and 7. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sins verse 9 in the same chapter says but if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness that is who this God is Father, we thank you for the privilege granted unto us come to your presence boldly to dine with you. An act of remembrance for the price that you pay for our redemption, for our rescue and restoration. This day we declare, O oh God, that we are no longer in the dark because of your blood. You have brought us into your marvelous light. But that reason we are confessing, oh God, that which is not exemplary of the saints of the light. That you would forgive. Look, oh God, at our frailties and purge us of all iniquities. Help us to exude Christ to walk in the mind of the light that your name will be glorified even in our lives pray that if there is anyone that is struggling with anything oh God as he or she confesses may your word that says you are just and faithful to forgive be their portion and from this day forward help them oh God to walk in the newness of mind knowing who they are as a redeemed of the Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We sanctify these emblems, O oh God. That even as we do this to your remembrance, let it have significance. And we don't do it anyhow, but do it, O oh God, with a reverential heart. In a sense of worship. Take control, O oh God. And move in the midst of your people. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You would have your emblems with you. You want to go ahead? God sent his son. They Even as we rise on our feet and do this to the glory of the Lord. He came to love. This is the body of Christ. Go ahead and partake of the body of Christ. Heal and This is the blood of Jesus. Go ahead and partake of the blood of Jesus. An empty grave is there to prove my faithfulness because he Oh, the God, and I 
This is our thanksgiving prayer unto you, O God, for considering us worthy to be partakers of your body and of your blood. We are praying for divine strength to be able to carry on that which you have entrusted unto us. Above all, calls us to have a mind that says that I am the redeemed of the Lord. And with the confidence, at the same time, the humility to walk in your stead. We are praying that our lives, O oh God, will have impact on many others. But you say every time we do this in remembrance of you, we should proclaim the death of the Lord until you come. Help us, O oh God, to become examples to the lost world. And to proclaim the love and the goodness of Jesus Christ unto them. Conscientizing them and drawing them to the saving knowledge of Jesus. That you will have your way in their lives. For they too belong into the kingdom of light. We bless you. We thank you. Even now and forevermore. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray that you were blessed. Click on the other episodes to continue on this journey with us. Don't forget to share and follow this podcast. God bless you.